talk about today i think we and that's you and i uh i think we should talk about the cinema okay the movies yeah i haven't been so for instance that's true it's been after such a nice stretch of constantly exciting things it's tapered off a bit uh now we're being offered the likes of mafia mama uh sweet water uh, the Pope's Exorcist. He gets his own special one. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And those are weaker offerings. Yeah, what does that mean, the Pope's Exorcist? I, the Pope's not possessed. Is he not? I don't think is so. the plot of that movie not that the Pope is possessed? I'll check. I thought it was a child possessed. That would be... Well, maybe it's the young Pope. The young Pope's Exorcist. The youngest Pope. Uh, the sequel here, and there's a lot of crossover potential for the two Pope's Exorcists. Uh, that would be good. You can get uh, get Tony Hopkins back. No, he's the Vatican's leading exorcist. He now investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy the Vatican has tried to keep secret. That so the Pope does not become possessed. Disgusts me. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Your movie is called The Pope's Exorcist, and it's not about a man who exercises demons from the Pope? Pope doesn't have any demons. Isn't that the whole idea of the Pope? I'm I'm being a little facetious, Mm -hmm. but also that disgusts me. Let's take your mind off it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 230th episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm disgusted. I'm your host, Noah. Uh, I am disgusted. That's like I, we'll we'll talk about it more later. That's insane to me. Uh, I guess that's really all there is to say. Is how insane is that? It's insane. How much? How much of your life did you spend thinking it was about the Pope being exercised? I don't think I ever really put that to my brain. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, let's stop talking about the Pope's exorcist for now. Uh, it's going to come up more we'll later. Have to very soon. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But there's going to be other movies that we probably don't spend too much time talking about. Uh, and so I'd like to honor, with this week's top five, Mafia Mama. All the way down there at eight. Might get a little blurb, but it's not going to get, like, a section. Uh, and so I've... Colette or I'm doing Hardwick? I'm doing Colette. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, uh, few people can offer... A top five as strong as Tony Collette's? Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, Not I even mean, the great Robert De Niro. No, sure. Robert De Niro is one of the few. But I'm saying, like, her. Her, uh, like, her ratio of excellent movies. Uh-huh. Like, she hasn't been in a ton of things. Sure. Uh, and, like, relative to. Her place in the conversation, I think. I think that's what it is. is well, that's that... new, though, really. Yeah. I I mean, three of these five movies came out. She hasn't begun. She hasn't become like mother, you know, as Twitter right. would say. Yeah. She is not. She has not uh, been Laura Very Dern recent. yet. Yeah. No, uh, she is. As I was saying, I think it's like hereditary on. She's been like, she can do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's my top five when Tony Collette movies. Muriel's wedding is not there. Uh, well, it's not at number five. I can tell you that much. All right. Uh, number five is Little Miss Sunshine. Hmm. Uh, this to me was, uh, I think mostly just based on recency bias, but there was the movie that got left off here, a movie that I'm uh, pretty fond of, but... I think she just didn't factor in enough. And I'll reveal what it is at the end as to not spoil my list. Little Miss Sunshine, uh, great movie. Haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, 
truthfully don't recall too much of Tony Collette's role in this movie. She was the mother. I know, yeah, but like I, you know, I remember uh, obviously the beats of uh, Abigail Breslin and the beats of Paul Dano uh, and uh, Alan, Arkin, Alan Arkin, Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, and even like I remember some bits of Greg Kinnear's. Yeah, he had a thing. I uh, and she just Tony Collette didn't factor too much into this movie, but she's in the whole thing. And it's a great movie, and uh, so it made the list. Well, my favorite at five of the year. Number four, Muriel's Wedding. Hey, I love Muriel's Nuts Wedding. Nuts to you! I uh, Muriel's Wedding was uh, quite a bit of fun. You showed me this for the first time last year, I believe yeah. it was. I uh, and is the only entry on this list where she gets to be Australian. Mm. Often forget she's Australian. She's one of those for me. I. Uh, Sort of like a Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. who I also often forget is Australian. Uh, and of course, she should get to use her Australian accent more. There's there's not a movie on this list that would have been worse if she was Australian in it. Uh, and yeah, she's just, just a lot of fun. A uh, lot of lot of twists, turns in Muriel's wedding. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's, it's comedically it's a, it's a comedy, but it it is serious. At yeah, time. very serious. Uh, movie, but it is very funny, and she's such a character. It's like we don't have movies like that where she just she's just quite a character. In that. Yeah, I I completely agree. It is uh, it is a very distinct thing, and I mm-hmm. enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it's good. Number three, a lot of ABBA music. Sure, and there's never anything wrong with that. Nope. Number three is Knives Out. Ah, uh, I uh, just ter- terrifically fun. Talk about unsure of what she did in that. Yeah, no, she was the... Uh, she was the mother of um, uh, It Kid. Yeah, and the uh, the wife of the... I was going to say the rich guy, but... Don Johnson. Yeah, oh. yeah, the uh, the wife of Don Johnson, who I think is sort of like the epitome of stereotypical rich guy Sure. in that movie, even though that's the whole thing, is that they're all that way. I... Yeah, Knives Out, just incredibly fun uh, caper movie. What I mean, what's more to say? We've been, we've Great. all been talking about how much we love love Knives Out for many years. Number two, The Sixth Sense. That's pretty high on your list. I listen. You I, don't like The Sixth. Sense. I like The Sixth Sense. I do not love The Sixth Sense because I think it loses. It it just doesn't resolve. It it loses a lot of steam. In the last ten minutes or so, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, and this, uh, this is something that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to emphasize in my own takes on things more and more. Just because a movie or a thing ends in a way that I don't like, does not necessarily negate all the things about it that are great. Sure. I uh, and I cannot deny that the first eighty-five percent of the Sixth Sense is terrific. Uh, Tony Collette in particular has that great scene at the end. It's an incredible scene. She got an Oscar nomination for it. Uh, and she, and it was well-deserved. And so, yeah, despite thinking that the project as a whole is not M night's best, I, uh, you know, it's, it is undeniable in what it is. Mm-hmm. And number one, I, I say, of course, and it's of course for me, I think uh, is hereditary. Yeah. Which is a, uh, just in incredible modern horror movie. What did From, you leave off the list? In her shoes? I uh, no, I left Nightmare Alley off the list. Oh god, sure. I uh, I guess she is in that for a second. Yeah, she's in the best part of it. Yeah, the carnival. In the circus. The carnival part. I uh, Man, that carnival part was awesome. And I think the rest of it was good too, but that's neither here nor there. It's not on the list. I found it very forgettable by the end. Okay, you came uh, you came out it's good, but it. like I've it's not stuck with me. Okay, that's fair. That yeah. happened. That happens to me plenty often. I, yeah, Hereditary number one, tremendously sure. scary. Uh, Tony Collette, front and center of the whole thing. Uh, she gets an incredible uh, screaming monologue, uh, as long as well as some of like the best physically scary bits near the end of the movie. Did I give her the Oscar that year? I hope you did. Was it an 18? Yes. Um, 
Who else could it have been if you didn't? I don't know. I just can't find it. No, I did. I did. Okay. I did. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's well-deserved. Well, what else could you have put? Let's see. Yeah, and I'm sure there's uh, several great movies on here that I just haven't Clock seen Clock Watchers is good. Okay. That's different than Clock About Stoppers. a Boy. Sure, that's one that did I... you ever see About a Boy? No. I'll maybe watch it tonight. I'll bookmark it. Changing Lane. I don't remember her in Changing Lanes at all. You'd like Changing Lanes a lot. Um, she's in The Hours. I don't remember her in that. Sure, another movie that I have seen, but once many years ago. Hmm. Fright Night. Fright Night's fun. Fright Night was on my short list. Yeah, Fright Oh, The Way Way Back was so disappointing. Yes. Yeah, Fright Night was one of those movies that I uh, I saw going down the list. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to list Fright Night because I really enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then I was looking at the rest of the movies. I'm like, oh, I can't I can't even consider putting Fright Night on this list. All right. Good list. What's next? Yeah. Uh, so next we get into our actual top five where we'll talk more about the Pope's Exorcist. We will also talk about at number one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist was number two, followed by John Wick Chapter 4, Renfield, and Air. But number one, the Super Mario Brothers movie, $92.3 million, a 36.9% drop. It has a total of $353.1 million. It's from a holiday weekend. I, It is from a holiday weekend, and it's... That's a drop from a holiday weekend. It's from it does. No. Yeah, I know we we talked about this last week, where like the the bulk of its big front loaded stuff wasn't in that weekend. Uh-huh. So you were you were explaining why it would make sense that these movies might have a smaller drop. But I uh, just going to give this a big old opposite of oof magoof. This is a nutso number. I you know I did I did I did say that we could have a nice drop because. Um, the first two days last week that it came out were on a Thursday, so anticipation and upfront ticket buying had probably subsided by Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So I think that contributed to it. I was right. I'm pretty good at this. Um, I was but, also here. But this is like this is like the this is the the second weekend uh, trick. Yeah, our patented second weekend trick was if this opened in '92 last week, and we'd all be like, "Great, great opening, incredible, well done." <laughs> this is a second weekend. It's the highest. First of all, they had projected '89, so they found three million dollars. Okay. Second of all, uh, that was the studio estimates on Sunday. It was '89. Um, second of all, it's the biggest second weekend uh, for an animated film in history, surpassing. Frozen 2. What do you think Frozen 2 had? Uh, I think Frozen 2 had $64 million in its second weekend. Uh, no, 85 Ah, oh, damn. I undershot it. Still $7 million more than that. We're clearing a billion. We got 353 which is like right smack dab in the middle of what the Despicable Me movies make. Two weeks we're already past that. We're already at $700 million worldwide. Yeah, it has a shot at the title of biggest animated film of all time. Yeah, this remarkable. is remarkable. This is a phenomenon that's going on right now. Yeah, this is uh, this is very weird. Well, I think. Well, uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's. I think it's. It's like it's similar to like Force Awakens, where it's it's like a nostalgia and format hitting just a peak. It's it's, it's just a perfect alignment of nostalgia timing and format sure same thing with force awakens just like the perfect time to release a new star wars with the original people perfect time to release an animated film by the hottest animated studio uh around with a nostalgic property that never got the big screen treatment that everybody knows it's just i just i never would have predicted in a million years that the culture at large today cares about Mario yeah. in such a way as to drive box office at the movie theater. It's Obviously, be- they still care about Mario like as a video game property. Those games do incredibly well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's just its own little isolated thing. It's going to be the highest grossing movie of the year. This is it. Nothing will beat this. Domestically, certainly, probably worldwide. Crazy. What's, what's even a... What what would have been the contenders? 
prior to this? Um, I mean, you know, Guardians is coming out soon. Yeah, maybe That's... Guardians. I'm thinking more like Fast and Furious for Worldwide. Okay. Uh, Little Mermaid, maybe. Sure. Um, well, that's going to be, uh, they're going to ha- have a hard time putting that in as many time slots because it's so long. It's two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, yeah, this is just a remarkable story. And I, next weekend is, boy, imagine if it drops another 30 and makes like 70 next weekend. Crazy. I'm really amused by the 28 additional theaters it got this weekend. Yeah, weird. Those theaters that last week were like, no, the Mario movie, not really our thing. And like 90 new movies came out this week. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of yellow on this page. Uh, and then, yeah, after last week, and they're like, shit, fine, yeah. can we can we get Mario, please? I know. Can we have another Mario? Yeah. I. Uh, let's move on to number two, which is... The Pope's Exorcist made $9 million in its opening weekend. That's solid. A little overperforming there for The Pope's Exorcist. Sure. Um, it's a nice per theater average. Yeah, uh, 2.8? Yeah. Um, probably the best in the top 13. Best of the openers. And yeah, nice little movie for a thing that like I don't think many people knew existed like three weeks ago. So... I think they've been promoting it a lot during the uh, the NBA and March Madness and stuff. So uh, nice, uh, nice opening weekend. I think it only costs eighteen. Okay. Uh, All right. So you're looking at worldwide. We're already at th- it already doubled it. We're thirty six worldwide. So yeah, should be a nice little hit. If they spend a little money on the sequel, maybe they can possess the Pope, mm. is all I'm saying. It's going to be called the Pope's Wife's Exorcist. That's that good. Is I. Uh, <laughs> Fine, I'll get we'll we'll get there, uh, and I do appreciate the uh, the reference to that Thank terrible you. thing. I uh, number three was John Wick Chapter Four. It's made eight million dollars, a forty four point four percent drop, and is up to one hundred and sixty point two. Yeah, we talked about it last week. It's plugging along. Um, you know, it's going to get to maybe four hundred million worldwide, which I don't think is the expansion they wanted. Certainly not the expansion we assumed after the opening weekend, but. Doing John Wick numbers. If you make a fifth one, we got to keep that budget under a hundred. Yeah, which should be perfectly doable. And give it a prime time slot, not sandwiched between everything else. Number four was Renfield, which opened to eight million dollars. Which I specifically want to point out is less than the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, this is a flop. This is this movie cost sixty five million dollars. It's pretty crazy, and uh, the truth is, no one in it is a movie star. Sorry, Nicolas Cage doesn't put butts in seats. I don't care how much uh, the IT guy at your work loves him. I could have seen a world where Renfield... Like, if Renfield was an island, if it came out during one of those stretches where it's like, Jesus Christ, nothing is coming out, everything's been shitty, sure. no one's you seen could, any of it, yeah, October and like, you this, seen this seems fun, and like... It's not a superhero movie, but it's not not a superhero movie. Uh, and like, yeah, maybe maybe in October this does some numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I think, is uh, yeah. the I think the still- biggest casualty we've seen yet of first. Uh, I think it's still D and D. I think yeah. I, guess I, I think true. you're praying for 15 million. Best case scenario for this movie. Like overall. Or, no, 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 opening oh, okay. weekend. Like, yeah, if you yeah, like yeah. the peak, there's nothing out. People want it. Awareness is high. I still think 15 is the peak. I don't sure. think this is doing much. And I think it costs too much. I don't know what Universal was thinking, but they've been on a roll this year, so they can kind of sweep this under the rug. But, uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage isn't relevant anymore um, for mass audiences, and uh, Nick, Nick Holt is not uh, a box office draw. And so here you are. So let's say you're Universal and you want... You want this to be a piece of the continuing uh, becoming a thing of Nicholas Holt, who, like, I agree, obviously is not yeah. a movie star in and of himself. Who do you but, cast? As, uh, as like, who who do you cast and in what role? Like, is it is it you get someone else to be Dracula? Is it you get someone else in the Aquafina part? No, I think you got to get someone else as Dracula then. If you need to keep Nicholas Holt, you get someone else as Dracula. Okay. And I don't know who that would be. Yeah, because that's... Like it just doesn't doesn't exist. Who's like a big who's like a big name still? 
Like, Chain Tatum and him are roughly the same age. It's not going to work. Who's like, you know, Leo's just not going to happen. Yeah, you're so, not getting Leo. You're not getting Denzel. Right. So who's who's in Cage's age who can pull a film? Uh, I don't know. Brad Pitt? Yeah, maybe. It's just if you make Dracula, like, sexy in it. Yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you can you, get Brad Pitt. Yeah, you kind of market it you as like bullet a, train. He'd make this. You kind of market it as like a um, an interview with the vampire kind of take. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. I, alas, and in the fifth spot, Air, which made seven point eight million dollars, a forty five point seven percent drop. It's up to thirty three point four. Yeah, I expect this to have also level out at some point. I would have loved a sub thirty, a sub forty percent drop. Uh, but alas, um, it's going to crawl to 50. And again, it's a very interest, weird story for the box office. It's, you know, yeah, with the budget and Amazon and everything. So it, it's going to make what it's going to make, but um, could be worse. Also opening this weekend, uh, Suzum, which is an uh, anime film, debuted in 7th, made $5 million. Uh, Mafia Mama opened in 8th and made 2 and then we'll go down, and the other thing I want to mention is Bo is Afraid opened in four theaters, $80,000 per theater average, the biggest since Licorice Pizza in December of 2021. Um, and so this movie's not going to make any money at all, but it has it has that going forward its first weekend, so it's nice. Everyone who wanted to see Bo is Afraid just did so. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't seen it yet, but I think everyone else is uh, is yeah. there. This doesn't mean anything. Just like Licorice Pizza ended up making like four million dollars. So you want to go with four? Yeah, seventeen. Okay, well, four was too low. Yeah, but to be fair, it never made more than one point nine million in a weekend. Sure, it only made over a million three times. Yeah. So. It could have been four. It just kind of crawled. All right. All right. Um, let's play some games. I don't have any spotlights. Then let's start with everyone's favorite game. Did it, it make, make more, more or, or less, less than? We all know how than. to play. I named three movies. You didn't even... Jesus. I don't know. I threw you. I don't know how to play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me the year in question, one of the movie's opening weekend totals within $3 million, and one of the movie's final grosses within $3 million. Are you ready to play? Yep. Your three movies are Insidious, Chapter 3, Paddington, 1, and The Visit. 2017? Or was it 18? It's 15. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Remember, we're talking Paddington 1 here. I don't know when Paddington 2 came out. Um. All right. We're probably 18. Okay, so... Insidious Chapter 3. I'm going to go visit Insidious Paddington. Uh, most Top to, to bottom. All right. That was visit Insidious Paddington. Yeah. None of those are right. Fuck. I, uh, top to bottom, is Paddington, The Visit, and Insidious. Okay, uh, The Visit opening weekend is uh, fourteen. Uh, it opened to twenty five. The Visit. The Visit. Now I'm now I'm double checking that because uh, it opened to twenty five and it ended up making like by that account like fifty. Let's see. Hold please. I don't know Shyamalan was pulling. It was his big comeback movie. I thought it was like a slow burn. Opened to 14, then legged it out to like 50-something. Yeah, it opened to 25, 25.4. What was the date? Uh, this came out on September. No, that's the UK release. No, just domestic, please. God, I fucking, there we go. That's what I click on. Uh yeah, September eleventh. That's on Labor Day weekend, so weekend after. I, uh, yeah, that is <sighs> whatever. That is correct. All right, Insidious fifty uh, two. 
gotta get back here. Where did my game go? Insidious, Insidious made exactly 52. Insidious the Red Door trailer on Wednesday. Patrick Wilson's directorial debut. His directorial debut. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so I gotta show you the Insidious movies before. I think it comes out this year. It does. They're releasing a trailer. All right. We think there's uh, something going on there. What do you mean? Like it's gonna be good? Uh, it's gonna be like a thing. The Insidious movies are kind of a you, thing. Aren't you, they? you like the first one? Uh, yeah, I did like the first one. I uh, yeah. Just for the uh, for the record, uh, the visit opened to twenty five, made sixty five. Uh, Paddington opened to eighteen, made seventy six. And then Insidious opened to twenty two. It was Paddington two that it would have been like forty something. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dust right off and get into. Oh my god! Oh my god! What's it called? Come and, Come gone, and gone from, from a theater, theater near you. No, are you ready to go there, back in time? Is there a gas leak in your living room? I don't know. You're forgetting a lot of shit. Oh my god! Uh, it's a little concerning. I uh, I am ready to go back in time to a time when I knew what things were called okay. and which side of the TV I should look at. I uh, we were playing a video game. That's a weird thing to say. Or <laughs> I yeah, that was that's fine. We say weird things sometimes. I okay. uh, we're doing 2013. It's April 12th, it's week 15. Pain and gain. No. Mm. It's two movies. Rio you know. two. No. Rio. No. Okay. I. Uh, you're in the uh, the number one and number two spot. Mm-hmm. Neither is neither is a movie that I would necessarily expect you to get right away. Uh, oh, all right. Well, give me some clues. All right. So number one is a uh, a drama, and uh, a biopic. In fact, forty two. Yeah. All right. That is correct. Forty two opened at number one that weekend. Uh, twenty nine. Twenty seven point four. Quite good. Yeah. I uh, number two is a comedy, a comedy sequel. Okay, do we see it? I uh, I don't think oh, I've probably seen it. Yeah, yes. Let's say yes. It seems likely. Uh, I'm gonna lose track. It's pretty late in the franchise. Oh, so a com- oh I don't actually remember. Three? No. Huh. Barbershop the next cut. In case you didn't know, that was what the third one was called. Uh, it is not a barbershop of any kind. Okay. We okay. So a comedy series that is a couple movies in, and we saw it. Yeah. Think uh, a bunch of movies in, and what? I. I truly don't remember if I've seen this movie. It's not, or not. Scary Movie Five. Right. We talked about. Well, hold on. You are forgetting things. Remember for the podcast, we were about to watch it, and then we were like, maybe we don't watch the really shitty ones just yet. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and then we never ended up renting it. Yes. We so watched you, the trailer, and you said, I don't want to watch this movie. We did watch the trailer, yes. and I didn't want to watch that movie. Okay. I, have you not seen this either? No. No, no. It's supposed to be awful. All right. I mean, it's a... It is a part of a significant That's true. franchise That's that true, you've seen no. all the rest of. Well, the original people didn't come back for it, I don't think. And, like, Anna Ferris isn't in it. And I'm like, what the hell's the point, you know? Oh, God. Uh, fair enough. Oh, we'll do this on mic. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, great. I'll be down. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, open to 11. Uh, yes, that is, sorry, I navigated away for that. Uh, it opened to 14.1. Ah, I missed it. All right. All right. Multiplex madness. What do you say we get into it? Uh, yes. And by the way, just for the listeners at home, uh, that is pronounced with an IP. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get right into it. We're looking for the greatest blockbuster franchise of all time. And we have eight contenders remaining. The elite eight and a half. So, well, we're not dividing it by conference, but I have it split up by conference regardless. Sure. Yeah, it's still uh, we're we're not we're not only doing one conference, but they are still technically divided by conference. The Lawrence of Arabia conference, the original franchises. The one seed Star Wars takes on the four seed Indiana Jones franchise. Here we go. Best film. I 
Raiders or, G- or Last Jedi? I go Raiders. Best film is Indiana Jones for me. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So that's one O Indiana Jones quality control throughout uh, throughout the series. Uh, I think Indy. Uh, yes, I think that is Indy gets my vote here. Certainly correct. Uh, yeah. There we go. So that's a quick that's a quick two O for uh, for the Indiana Jones franchise over and we Star get Wars. Gross consistency, and this is also tricky. We've talked about how the trilogies kind of work were consistent, right? And that's good, and they got kind of bigger and bigger as they went on, and that's also good. Yeah. But the Indiana Joneses, they're... You know what? They kept dropping off. I'm giving this one to Star Wars. The Joneses kept dropping off as the three went on, correct? I... No, so looking at uh, the the numbers I got here are that... Uh, let's see. Oh. Yeah, no, the numbers are right. The, gra- the graph thing... The, the numbers has these graphs yeah. on it, uh, and the graphs make it look like they kept going up. But, yeah, so you got uh, Raiders at 225, Temple at 179, mm-hmm. uh, Last Crusade at 197. So gotcha. it bumped up a little bit. And then uh, Crystal Skull. Was the uh, biggest, yeah. Yeah. I, for me, the answer is Star Wars here, even with... Because of the time pass. The... Yeah, even even with the few uh, the few outliers that All are right. just like actively not super successful, I uh, Star Wars was consistently able to be the biggest thing yeah. in the whole wide world, and that's I think the hardest thing to do more than once. Franchise growth will also say Star Wars. Here. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, certainly going to Star Wars, and just like that, we've tied it up. And longevity, Harrison Ford still playing Indiana Jones. That's true. Uh, he did he's, play Han Solo. Yeah, I was, was, was going to say, he's only recently he no longer playing Han Solo. <laughs> he uh, did play Han Solo in Rise of Skywalker. Mark Hamill still playing Luke Skywalker. In what? Oh, in the Mando? Mando? Yeah. yeah. Just in a weird de-aged, uh, peaking but also ruining the show kind of way. Um... It's got to be Star Wars. Yeah, I think it, I think it's got to be Star Wars just for the fact that it was so much more active. And the legacy has to be its, Star Wars. Uh, during I'm its sorry. time of longevity. I'm sorry. Star Wars, a quick two wins, but I think Star Wars takes the next four. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, and you know, it is, I I want to give a moment to speak to Indiana Jones' legacy. We've done, uh, we've done so over the past several rounds. Uh, it's a huge, uh, a huge part of Steven Spielberg's career. I uh, you know, if not if none of these movies are his signature movie and I'm sure you've got plenty of Spielberg fans that would say they are, this has got to be his signature franchise. I don't there's not there's like two options, but are there more options than that. Any other Spielberg franchises I'm forgetting off the top of my head? Mm. You got Park and you got Jones. Tintin. Uh, never quite made it. Ready Player One. Ah, God, I hope not. Jaws. That's a franchise. Okay, yeah, Jaws is a franchise. It was in this tournament. I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think definitely his signature franchise. In, in the first scary movie, when they're in the theater, when Brenda's in the theater, they have trailers. One of the trailers is for Amistad Two. Okay. Making that a franchise. All right, so that's more of a franchise than Ready Player One, <laughs> uh, which is. <laughs> Fine by me. Sure. I uh, just, for those that don't know, deeply, deeply hate that movie. Uh, Now, the answer is Star Wars, though. I agree. All right. Star Wars advances to the final four weddings and a funeral. As as we expected it. Incredible. All right. Our next match of the two seed Rocky takes on the three seed Toy Story. Best film goes to Toy Story 3 for me. Uh, Yeah, this is a... I think both of these are like surprisingly tight picks. Mm. I, but yes, I ultimately agree that I would prefer to watch sure. uh, Toy Story over Rocky. Uh, quality control goes to Toy Story for me. Yeah, Toy Story is probably got. Uh, it's it's among the highest quality control metrics. Yes, in this tournament, even with uh, even, Lightyear, well, like Lightyear considered. Yeah, you've got. Three movies that are 
uh, by broad consensus, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, one movie that is by broad consensus uh, quite good, I think. I don't know. The consensus might just be good. Uh, I don't for Lightyear. No, for four. No, good to great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So quite quite good. And then you've got Lightyear, but like it's really hard to go tremendous, 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 quite good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a Toy Story for me. Even though Rocky does have, uh, Rocky has a strong quality control metric. Sure. Uh, to start. To start strong, to dip, and then to come back, uh, not even with the Creeds yet, but just with uh, with Rocky Balboa. Toy Story 4 is a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. And an 84 on Metacritic. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, it doesn't... Toy, Toy Story does not have uh, the dips that Rocky does. So it's got to be a vote for Toy Story as well. All right. Gross consistency, I say, is also Toy Story. Um, so speak to that a little bit. I mean, you don't really have to. Uh, the first they, one was a huge just... hit. The second one made more money. The third one made even more money. And the fourth one made even more money. And then you do have Lightyear. But spanning so many years in between, what is it, four years and then 11 years and then nine years to yeah. increase each time is, I think, a tricky, no pun intended, bout. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, uh, that is a very good point. The Rocky, uh, the Rocky movies, just for comparison's sake, uh, you've got your peak at uh, Creed Three presently mm-hmm. with $155 yep. million. You've got your Valley, at Rocky Five with forty million dollars. Yeah, uh, Balboa is at like Rocky Balboa is at seventy. It is, and then like the middle four are like all kind of hanging around the same thing, but yeah, yeah. Like if 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 Rocky Two, Rocky Five, and Rocky Balboa all didn't exist, uh, those are all the sub hundred movies. But you got Creed at a hundred, Creed Two, Buck Fifteen. Rocky buck 17, Rocky three buck 25, Rocky four buck 27. Yeah. Like those, this, this is a, this is a franchise that despite, uh, despite being knocked around by toy story pretty thoroughly so far, like has a strong case in all of these things. Yes. Uh, has a great movie, has great quality control. Uh, and is, uh, well, that leads us to franchise growth. It's fairly consistent. It does lead us to franchise growth. Which would be uh, Rocky due to the successful spinoff. Yes, uh, I agree with you there. Toy Story, again, Toy Story has a great case for growth. Toy Story. It, uh, its highest grossing movie was its fourth one. That was the uh, the least connected one to yeah. the franchise at that point. It was sort of like a coda movie. Uh, and it still outgrossed all the rest mm-hmm. of them. Uh, but yeah, a whole a whole successful spin-off franchise that is like might be about to be spun off itself. Uh that is uh, yeah, is a much harder nut to crack. And then uh longevity. Now what's what's the the time lapse between the first Rocky and Balboa? Uh let's see. So the first Rocky came out in 1976 and Balboa's what? 2006. Okay, so it's 30 years. Yeah. First Toy Story came out ninety five, and we already know that we're getting a fifth one, probably in twenty five. Okay, maybe a little after. Yeah. So they both are spanning the same amount with the same people. Because after, because Creed is just a different beast. It's like the longevity is there, but it's like I'm just thinking of what's more impressive. The longevity with the same cast, the same thing. Okay. You know, because it's not like Adrian, you know, Tally Shire. I don't know if she's alive. But, like, the characters from Rocky do not appear in Rock in Creed. Just one of them does. It's like a different universe we're entering into. Sure. That's all I'm thinking of. But I still think it's probably Creed. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think that is a, uh, that is a fair point that the... Uh, the longevity in one singular thing yeah. can kind of count for more. It's the difference between I, like uh, like Batman and Mission Impossible. Right. 
Uh, my my general counter, uh, if you were going to try to actually like argue for the point in Toy Story's favor, no. is that the one character that does carry over from Rocky to Creed is Rocky. Yeah. Uh, through uh, through Creed two in two thousand eighteen, uh, and also just that like it, the universe is spoken of. Like uh, they Rocky makes reference to Adrian. Yeah. Uh, she is she is still uh, hanging around. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you there as well. Legacy. I, so, okay, you've got Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the signature, uh, the signature franchise of the signature animation studio of for now, uh, of the of, of the century. The century, yes, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, which part of that was for now? The franchise bit or the biggest, studio bit? Biggest studio. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's, for me, it's not even the biggest studio. Whatever you said. Uh, yeah, just the... Like, that. that is kind of the defining studio. Yeah, defining. Of, uh, of the century yeah. so far. And, like, maybe maybe Illumination makes a push money-wise. Yeah. Uh, maybe DreamWorks comes back. But, like, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to... Maybe not ever. I don't think we are going to see a animation studio have the clout that Pixar had Monsters, at its peak. Nemo, Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally Up. Yeah, those those movies people are people are losing their minds. You know, people on. stop after that cuz then they did sequels, but like the next movie after that was Toy Story 3. Yeah. So and then once you start getting into the early sequels like you're still You've still got Inside Out. You've still got Coco. Mm-hmm. Like so some of their... I uh, like Luca. Yeah. Uh, People like turning red a whole lot. Yeah, so then they're, they're, still, uh, they're still doing good work. Whereas Rocky... Mm-hmm. Uh, among... Among the greatest sports movies... Uh, yes, that's I think true. probably... Probably the definitive like sports movie franchise. Yeah, I don't. I, can't think I don't know one. that there was another contender. Bad News Bears the, had a couple sequels. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks yeah. is like, I think, legitimately in the top three. I'm I'm giving my vote to Toy Story for two reasons. The Pixar thing's big, but also the computer animation revolutionized the industry, and it soft started the trend that we then saw in uh, the 2000s of the big-name cast. You had Tom Hanks, the biggest movie star in the world, Tim Allen, the biggest TV star in the world, headlining your movie. Yeah. So I say that even with the Stallone, the best picture, the theme music, the Philadelphia connection of Rocky, I think that um, my my legacy is Toy Story, which changed the game in more ways than one. Okay. Irrevocably. I... We're still I getting re- Chris Pratt and Anya Taylor-Joy vo- voicing Mario and Peach. Yeah. I I really don't know which way I'm leaning here. I I think that the move the movie Rocky movie is is good. just is just yeah, I think it's good. And for that reason, I'm voting for it. It's just, I think it's kind of just like the like the cultural touch point for an underdog story. Okay. I So is Woody. No. Yeah. Maybe not a t- cultural touch point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that Woody's not an underdog. He's very much an underdog. But if you just like pick up a person off the street uh-huh. and were to somehow divine what they think of when like What's a, what's what's an underdog that came back, and and conquered the thing in front of him? Like it's, I, I think it's I think it's Rocky. Yeah, I I agree. And I I don't like to look ahead and see how things are going to go, but I'm going to do that here anyway and vote for Rocky. All right, uh, and we move on to the milestones category. And Toy Story just destroys it. So uh, yeah, Rocky does have. 
It's 12 Oscar and nominations. It's 12 Oscars, three Oscars, picture director, number one film of the year in 1976. Um, I feel like it's probably in the National Film Registry. I'll check that. And then Toy Seems Story. like it should be. Toy Story has 11 Oscar nominations, also three Oscar wins, including animated feature twice. It was also nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it had the biggest opening weekend, third biggest opening weekend, biggest June opening, biggest G-rated opening, biggest animated film of all time, first animated film to cross a billion dollars, number one film of the year twice, and the first Toy Story is on the National Film Registry. Yeah. I... Uh, that is not uh, not it really is, a close it, contest in the Rocky is in the National okay. Film Registry. But it is defeated. He is finally defeated. Just as in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't win every time. By uh, Toy play. Story. And next week for the conference championship, the one-seed Star Wars takes on the three-seed Toy Story. Wow. Haven't had an upset in a little while. All right. Over on the Godfather Conference, the one-seed Spider-Man takes on the four-seed Avengers, his teammates. That's crazy. That's going to be hard. Best he's, film. He's part of the Avengers. I. We kind of almost did this last time, too. Endgame and Into the Spider-Verse. We were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, what are you going with? What am I going with? I, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Avengers. I, am I? Yeah. I am too. It. Yeah, I, I'm doing it. I before. feel like if I rewatch Spider-Verse, I might pick it, but right now I haven't, and this is where we're doing it. Yeah, so. it's it's a, it's a one of those questions of like, I think Spider-Verse is probably like the better movie. If I was sitting down and mm-hmm. just like grading it out by my metrics of what makes a thing good, Yeah, uh, I think... Spider-Verse probably scores more points. Uh-huh. But like I am I'm I'm also just a man. I'm just a, I'm just a guy <laughs> sitting here doing his best and Endgame is just it's the it's the emotional peak of all of this. What about quality control? I quality control is an interesting one though not that interesting i think i think that's i think that's the avengers yeah i think so too spider spider-man does have does have in its favor Spider-Man. that it was able to uh, it's been able to reach those highs Spider-Man. across multiple uh, multiple iterations of spider-man but avengers i think is uh, is 3 for 4 and like the fourth one is still perfectly fine relative to some of these other movies. So then we move on to gross consistency with Avengers, the four seed taking a, a, a quick, a pretty, a pretty strong lead in those first two, uh, first two categories. Gross the, consistency. Yes. Uh, the Avengers movies have all been uh, stupidly successful but do have a a pretty wide range of stupid success mm-hmm. from 450 million to 850 million with a couple of sixes in the middle there i uh, the spider's man i uh, you've got your one particular huge outlier in no way home uh and then you've got your uh, into the spider verse which is uh, I'd I'd actually you know I I remember making I made this uh, made this point last time I think is less of an outlier. What no dude. way home? No, I think Spider Verse is like oh yeah I don't it consider well it the low it point was. because yeah, yeah. yeah it's got it's got half the budget all I the agree. rest of these movies. I agree. Uh, whereas like the Amazing Spider Mans were still successful but less successful than that second one wasn't the I threshold just, that Spider Man. I'm wondering what were. Mm. so many more movies to consider it's easier to be more consistent with less movies it is i again i'll say it's it's harder to be consistent at all when your benchmark for consistency is making 600 million dollars that's true that is that's true. I, like 
un- unreachable, and they did it three out of four times. You know what? Here's what I'm doing. I'm giving Spider-Man this vote, and then franchise growth I'm going to give to Avengers for that reason. Okay. I think the excrements... Hmm. <laughs> Listen, the Amazing Spider-Man didn't do that. You'll badly. you'll you'll fix the word. The uh, the the way that Avengers three and four built upon themselves and outgrossed one, yeah, shows enormous franchise growth. Whereas I think the consistency of Spider-Man and how popular the character is, I would give it gross because that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I think both of those uh, both of those things make sense and are uh, are compelling to me. I'm going to do the same. Spider Man is consistent, and Avengers was able to grow from being more, yeah. outrageously successful yeah. to uh, its own stratosphere. Legacy, uh, boy, oh boy, that is well. Let's uh, let's let's knock out longevity first. Okay, uh, Spider Man. Then <laughs> yeah, it's just tally up an extra point for spider-man and now legacy that is it's tough i so avengers franchise uh, obviously is sort of the the pinnacle of the superhero movie experiment it is the expanded universe done for really the first time and the most successful I know, time i gotta go with spidey he started it. Yeah, whereas Spider-Man... He started the four the, quadrant. Uh, he started the superhero craze. Yeah, and I I think on the superhero craze, like, I think more people will pick a Spider-Man movie as their greatest superhero movie the, yeah. than they will an Avengers movie. I think it's Spidey. I agree with you. Uh, and so we're, we're tied, tied up going into the milestones, and which is Avengers has one more milestone. It's <laughs> Spider-Man. They both have enormous. So list let's, of milestones. let's kind of, these are, these are arranged pretty, uh, pretty similarly. So let's kind of take this one All by right. one. Spider-Man has more movies by more than double. And it has more than double Oscar nominations. Right. I, and it has two wins, uh, one of which being for uh, animated feature. Yeah, Avengers does not have a win, so we give that edge to Spider-Man. Right, so a little, little, uh, little edge to Spider-Man there. Uh, uh, Spider-Man has been the opening biggest opening weekend record twice. Avengers three times, so that point goes to Avengers. We're right. even. So yeah, we're basically basically even there. Um, Avengers had the number three opening weekend, and. The second biggest opening weekend. It's possible that like a Spider-Man movie was the number three. No, uh, no it wasn't. It was either the top or the note. Um So yeah, now now we get into kind of the the the. I just I'm thinking of the here. Wikipedia list. Of okay. All the records Endgame broke, and Infinity War. They have their own pages on Wikipedia. Sure. And I, I have to give it to Avengers in this regard. I just we we can keep going down here, but Spider Man wasn't the number four film of all time. Actually, it might have been domestically. It wasn't the number three film of all time. It wasn't the number two film of all time. It wasn't the biggest movie ever. Right. Endgame I, was. I think the fact that these movies all place in the top ten all time on Avengers. Yeah. Like. Spider-Man just doesn't have that going on. Doesn't. I uh, so yeah. I think it. Uh, wow. I think. I think it does have to be. Wow, a four a narrow seed victory takes down the behemoth, the one seed Spider-Man. All right, our final matchup of the evening: the two seed 007 franchise against the three seed Batman franchise. Best film here goes to Batman. I. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm not quite as what film in the, in the double seven are you teetering with here i skyfall i go skyfall yeah i still think it's bad and i think i think it's i think skyfall has a 
has its place against the Dark Knight, but I'll take I'll take I'll take sort of the the great fun of uh, of Dark Knight for now. Yeah. That's, that's that's a very that's a very close one for me. That's very neck and neck, but I got to pick something. I'll go Dark Knight. Quality control, I give to 007. Uh, yes. Batman has too many peaks and valleys for me. Certainly does. And gross consistency, I will also go 007. We talked about this last week. With the golden eye on, yeah, yeah. the The golden eye on portion of James Bond is uh, is very consistent. Whereas even like you think about the like, the Dark Knight trilogy was a huge deal. First one two hundred five, second one five hundred, third one four hundred. Yeah, that's not consistent. No, I. God, remember when. The Dark Knight made five hundred million dollars, and then we're like, "Wow, can the Dark Knight Rises possibly?" reach the heights wow. of its predecessor and outgross it could yeah. that is that even like in the cards uh and now that just seems like quaint mario is 300 million dollars right now yeah, it's been right. out for six days i uh, so yeah excuse me it's been out for t- 10 days well, that, <laughs> that changes everything actually 12 days came out on wednesday uh, nobody knows how long it's been out. We're, we're, all just, I got it right. we're all just doing our best no, I knew. to guess. Franchise growth. Uh, yeah, franchise it's growth is... Too. Yeah, to go from... It's been going on for 60 years. Yeah, and to go from the sort of like, uh, you know, work a day, make $40 million, come out, everyone likes it, to... I mean, that was a huge hit in the 60s. Sure, yeah. I, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah. To now become like one of the tent poles of the yeah. year when it comes out. Oh look, uh, M Knight's at the game. You see him? Did uh, you see him? No, I didn't. We were talking about the Sixth Sense. Uh, That's why I'm bringing it up. We're watching the Brooklyn Philly game, game two. Can wait, I wait? You can, and just you're going to show him. I rewound sure. it. Right there on yeah. the left. I just want to point out that I thought you had said Adam Knight. No, <laughs> and I was. I was Desperately trying to think of who that was. No, M. Night loves Philadelphia, though. <laughs> like, oh, God, you're so excited many that Adam his, Knight is there. Many of his movies take place in Philly. I. Yeah, so the question of franchise growth, I think I'll go to uh, go to James Bond there. The as beach well. in Old was a beach in Philadelphia. <laughs> Not many people know that. <laughs> they explained it at the end. They Most went to a resort, out. but uh, it was a resort in Philadelphia. Yeah, there's water in Philadelphia, yeah. probably. I, Longevity. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's can any fr- can any franchise even hope to compete no, with James Bond on longevity? So. I think so. <laughs> I, there just hasn't been any downtime. Making pretty quick work of Batman this here is, for blockbuster franchises. Yes, I I agree, and I there we go. I just I want to point out that none of my picks have made it into the final four. <laughs> I, let's see. Yeah, because you... you picked, I picked Star Wars. You picked Rocky. I picked... A, you had the first pick. You picked Spider-Man. I picked James Bond. Yeah. 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 I... I demand a recount. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I, now, I mean, that's how it goes. What are you going to do? I'll get. Uh, I'll get you next year. Our final four is set, though. The one-seed Star Wars will take on the three-seed Toy Story, and the two-seed James Bond will take on the four-seed Avengers. So we only have one superhero, which is nice. One superhero franchise. I agree. We get animated, we get non-fantasy, and then we get get sci-fi. I think that's a pretty good mix. Sure. I would like to see Rocky in there. (laughs) Both. Both, uh, all four legendary franchises. That's next week, the final four. Uh, it's going to be great. All right, Noah. Recommend a movie for the folks this week as we begin. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. There's so many new releases to choose from. Um, what's coming out this coming weekend? Uh, is Afraid will be an IMAX. You probably want to tell people to see that. Okay. I'm going to check out Bo is Afraid before I really? throw it people's way. Right. I, um, other than that, people Evil say Dead Rise weird. is next week. Oh, shit. All right. Well, that's a that's a blind wreck if I've ever seen one. I, I am more excited for Evil Dead than I am for Bo is Afraid. That's crazy. I, it is crazy. That's crazy. And yet, here I sit. Wow. 
Uh, and I'm not I'm not even one of those people that's like, oh, man, Bo is afraid that movie's going to suck. <laughs> I'm very excited for Bo is afraid. But Evil Dead Rises. Is it just rise? Is it just rise? I think it's just rise. I uh, has made its way into my bones and is going to try to saw its way out with some kind of horrible implement that shouldn't be used to cut. Jesus. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to recommend Mario or something? Since I haven't been to a movie in a while, <laughs> let me just take a look. See, that's what I'm saying. It's tough. It's John Wick. John Wick's good. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, go see Air. Who cares? All right, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsinthebox.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. There's also our Instagram handle. Yeah. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. It's also my handle on Letterboxd. Wonderful news. Uh, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. Yeah. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. We are on Spotify. That's one. Uh, that is one fewer podcast platform than we have movies remaining in our tournaments. Uh, Incredible. I don't have a way to complete that thought. Uh, I was trying I, to follow it to its conclusion, and I just kind of concluded before again. I thought it would. Uh, I listed one fewer podcast platform than I did uh, movies remaining in our tournament. And there's just not quite a way to square that back into a complete How many thing. do you do? Three? Yeah. Next week, there will be one more. Yeah. One more podcast yeah. platform. Next, next, next week, uh, that's true. Yes. There you go. All right. Next week, boy, Super Mario. How will it do in the third weekend? Is Evil Dead Rise going to be a thing? I thought so a few weeks ago. Not so sure now. And finally, Bo is Afraid. Will anyone see it? Plus, Multiplex Madness. Pronounced with an IP. Sorry, it's dark in here. We'll be back for the final four weddings and a funeral, so make sure you tune in. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. Until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.